Hello, good morning, good evening, good day. Uh, hello, how about you? Over here we have uh, awful. And by awful I do mean we have an awful January evening. It's basically raining since the... Uh, since when? It started raining in the beginning of the December. <laughs> and it's raining until today with short breaks. No, I'm sorry, on during the Friday, on Friday we had something like a glimpse of the sun for a few hours so it was kind of kind of nicer than usual uh, but besides that the weather is awful and if you ask me when that was the last time when i was uh, going out flying i would have to say it was more or less a month ago when i did the maiden of the atomer sea swordfish and after that not a single time uh, because just of the bloody weather on top of that, uh, probably you have noticed that it was a while since the last time I published any video or uh, made a live stream. Guess why? It's a good question, because I was, I was sick. Uh, turned out that uh, right after the, uh, after the Christmas, I got a sore throat and it's holding me until today, which kind of sucks. Even for one week, I was barely able to sleep because of the constant coughing. It's getting better, but however, it's really very, 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 very far from, from being good. Besides that, of course, the new year is here. We have 2023. So far, nothing really exploded yet, which is good. Let's see if it's gonna, <laughs> if it's gonna hold up. Who knows? Maybe yes, maybe no. Let's hope nothing will really go wrong uh, this year and, uh, and we're gonna have a nice, not really very, how to say it, interesting year this time. Uh, it would be a nice, nice change since the 2019, when I think was the last uh, easygoing year we had. After that, no, not really. So, how about you? How is your life? Uh, any interesting development recently? Something cool is happening? Something not cool is happening? Please do tell. Please write in the chat your stories. Maybe we're gonna find out there's something interesting to talk about. And by the way, I know why you are all here. At least not all, because <laughs> that, let's not exaggerate. I know why quite a lot of you are here. And this is because of what I have inside of this, this plastic bag. And actually, I have two of those. This one and this one. So uh, those are the AT32 flight controllers. Not the STM32, but the AT32. Uh, we're gonna talk about what it means, why I think it's important, and uh, why some people saying that this is a bad thing, well, are probably not really right, because the competition is always good. We're gonna talk about the chip shortage and the chip pricing and uh, all of that that is happening basically since the 2020 since the covid but let's be honest the hobby got much 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 more expensive than it was uh, previously and there is nothing really to no, you cannot really argue with that we're gonna talk about uh, inav6 because uh, believe it or not but inav6 is coming in two weeks there will be a sp special segment about that when I've explained what exactly this means. But uh, after the last adventures with uh, releasing kind of every basically six months, now it's gonna change a little. The releases will be less frequent, but still there will be uh, there will be there. And uh, the time for the INAF six, which will be called the Horizon Hawk. 
nice name. <laughs> I like the Horizon Hawk. The release cycle will basically begin uh, on the 29th of the January. But like I said, we're gonna talk about that. We also gonna talk about the Betaflight 4.4 because apparently this thing is a thing as well. And uh, we're gonna take a very shallow uh, dive into what changed in the Betaflight uh, in the last year almost exactly one year since the last time uh, they were released bear in mind the Betaflight 4.4 is still in the release candidate and I'm just checking the github for the status on that and they have the release candidate 4 so it's gonna take uh, some time we're gonna talk about the Flysky Freesky blah, not the Flysky uh, Flysky is dead or not really uh, interesting uh, Flysky wanted contacted me a few months ago saying, hey, maybe you would like to get something for a review. I said, yeah, I would like to get this new Nirvana. And they never got, <laughs> got back to me. Uh, let me add something new. Uh, there was supposed to be a special segment about the new goggles because uh, there was a chance I would get the new DJI goggles yesterday. But DHL or actually the, the customs, the the tall guys customs yes customs uh, failed to finish the processings of the package from the dgi because taram taram guess what uh dgi decided that they will provide the goggles 2 and uh, a unit 03 to me to check the compatibility with INAV. yeah i will only have to pay the import tax and the vat so <laughs> i'm not getting this cheap <laughs> oh man and i will have to like do the like take it take my money bitches or not and uh, and well what else I think that's all, at least from the topics I have planned. Uh, no idea about the, oh the free sky. I forgot to talk about the free sky. Uh, this is old stuff uh, because this happened in the in the last year in the December. But we're gonna talk about the free sky express LRS and uh, the very open approach of the company called Free Sky to the topic of the open source and how basically the free sky ignores the license. Maybe something will change, who knows. Uh, but this is just the information, not really rant. I will try not to be too ranty. If I will be too ranty, please like, hey, Pavel, please stop ranting because it doesn't go anywhere. One of my New Year's resolutions is that, is that I have to be more optimistic. I have to complain less, be more optimistic in general, uh, be happy with life. Because uh, life, you have only one life and you are not getting a second one. Mm, yeah. Also, like, kind of turn out. Ah, okay. Let's not talk about that. Doesn't doesn't really make sense. Uh, virus FPV. How much is the tax in Poland? Uh, twenty three. Uh, VAT is twenty three percent. So uh, plus the, I have no idea how they're gonna carry the shipping plus the uh, import tax. So I expect I will have to pay like twenty five percent. <laughs> of the goggles air unit and the controller I, it's already in my town it's already in my town i was like corresponding with the dhl for the last week trying to get all the papers for for this thing to arrive yesterday it was 
scheduled to arrive yesterday, I would be like, yeah, no, they because they something changed on their site and they like started the whole process again. And as a result, I do not have the hardware yet. But with the compatibility mode, uh, we should be getting somewhere uh, soon. And a lot of changes uh, with the OSD support in general for the INF6. So that's uh, two. 21% uh, in Holland. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, Poland is a very poor country. We have to like charge extra <laughs> for everything. Yeah, uh, it was 22, uh, like six, seven, eight. 10 years ago, it was 22, but then, oh, no, no, the, the economical situation is very hard. We lack money. We have to raise the VAT for 1%, but only for the limited time, like five years. And then we are going back to the 22. Guess what? The government changed. We have a, we had a new new political party, opposition, which are like, those, those guys are bad. But they said, no, 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 we are keeping the 23% because well, no, we would like to get more. Like, Anyhow, anyhow, audio geek. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How? What's up? How's the new year? Anything interesting happening on your side? Mm, nice to see you around. And uh, and yeah, that's that. Government uh, always just taking, talking. Yeah. Mm, well, we kind of we kind of need to have some kind of the government. Trust me on that. You don't want to go into the the moment of the human history when there were no governments. Uh, anarchy is most probably not really the answer to every single question but okay why are we here why are we here because this is the saturday and because of that uh, i have some time free free there's always a cost of that and that means that uh, on top of the topics i just covered the five topics we will be talking over here oh i think i have to take out take off this part of my wardrobe it's getting warm over here in the attic it's probably the coldest place in my house but now it's getting warm probably not warm enough to be only in my t-shirt uh, but definitely cold enough to have at least the sweatshirt the hoodie the whatever you're gonna call this thing so um Stere fpv hello oh Willie FPV, nice one, nice one. Hello, nice to nice to see you around. Stormy weather and slowly looking in the second new hobby this year. Huh? Mm, yeah, so how the new second hobby? I kind of am in the second hobby phase. I decided that uh, the year 2023 will no longer be the year of gaming for me. So I ridiculously cut down gaming. I was really like hardcore gamer uh, 2022. I don't know why. And I'm going back to some tinkering, uh, some electronics, like playing with the ESP32s, Arduinos, building something. And I went actually quite solidly back into one of my biggest hobbies ever, which was the photography and the videography. Um, so interesting times over here. My third, fourth, fifth YouTube channel, which is about the video making. Okay, I, I think I will have to brag a little because, uh, because why not? Uh, I'm finally have enough of the effort and time to to start making videos for my next uh, next YouTube channel, and my next YouTube channel is is over here. So uh, making videos about stuff like cameras and the DaVinci Resolve and and cameras and things like that. So let me brag a little because uh, why not? 
it's always nice to get some kind of the of the traffic on your channel especially when you are just starting um, because if you have no traffic then you are not getting any traffic this is how the the youtube works and so check it out maybe you will find something interesting my second second youtube channel the one about the programming and electronic is doing quite fine but recently i'm not really in the mood of recording any videos for that channel and uh, and that's that so so lenses everywhere lenses and i have new tripods and i have new filters look how many new cool filters i just got um like tadam tadam so it turns out the photography and the cinematography is the expensive hobby but guess what drones can be more expensive <laughs> uh, than that subscribe thank you very much virus fpv um, if you are not really into the, the videography and and, uh, and making a YouTube channel, maybe this is not really for you. But who knows, who knows, who knows, who knows. But okay, uh, let's talk about the Arteritech and the new flight controllers I'm having uh, over here. So, this thing over here. This thing over here is the Neutron RC. I think that's the name of the company. Flight controller, which is compatible only with the beta flights right now. I know that there is also a fork of INAV that's it's still in the work for this thing that is not equipped with the STM32 microcontroller. It's not STM32. It's the Arteri Tech AT32. And now you might ask, what's the difference? And the answer is that the difference is uh, very small because both the STM32s and the Arteri Tech AT32s are internally, I don't want to say the same, uh, but they are very similar because they are based on the ARM V6, if I remember correctly, course. And uh, this one is based on the AT32F435, which is uh, somewhere close around to the F405s. So it's not like that. This is a huge game changer in terms of the use technology. It's still the same code. Uh, you need new drivers and the new new libraries, but with some work, you can easily compile Betaflight and INAV to run on the Arteritech MCUs. There is even the fork of the Betaflight uh, available on the GitHub, when you can go and see how much of the changes were really required to to pull it off. And guess what? Not that much. So it's relatively simple. So in terms of the features, it's basically exactly the same. You are not getting any new fancy peripherals, you are not getting any new fancy uh, functionalities, you are not getting any fancy power, computational power or anything like that. With the AT32 you are getting two very simple things. Thing number one is the competition that we finally have the option that doesn't require us to buy the STM32, which are right now extremely pricey. And what's connected with the first point, the hardware is cheaper. Believe me, it's cheaper. Uh, let's quickly try to find AT32F435. I don't remember the exact pricings, uh, but I think that the MCU used over here is like below four, four bucks. That's much, 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 much cheaper than the comparable STM32. And on top of that, 
This is not the STM32, so we have right now two sources of the hardware. That means that the chip shortage that we are having right now worldwide everywhere is less affecting us with this case because we are not only like connected with the ST uh, for the supply of the of the microcontrollers, but we have the Artery Tech as well. By the way, the Artery Tech are not the only ones that are doing the ARM V6 uh, microcontrollers. There's also the, the one that is called, uh, the, the series of their microcontrollers is called DD, but I don't remember the who was making them, and someone else. So we have more options, but we need someone to like handle the, the compatibility issues and like porting this, this thing. Now, this is very important. One more time. This is not a very fancy flight controller. This is, this is just a flight controller. This is 20 by 20. This is really not, nothing special. Uh, yes, it has those, those extensions for the 30 by 30, but nothing else. I think that this one, maybe we can even connect that because I think it's flushed, at least I hope it's flushed. Maybe I was playing, oops, something died on my, on my desk when I connected this thing. Let's see if this thing is really flushed with anything and if we will be able to connect to the, ah, no, so no, uh, not really. So I think, I think I have a problem with my USB. I think I definitely have a problem with the USB over here, which is interesting. I think USB died on my PC. Damn! Let me try a different port. I don't want my USB to die. I like my USB. So let's connect one more time. So has it booted? No, it's still not. Okay, something is wrong. Something is wrong and looks like my PC is no longer recognizing USB connected devices. No, but connected this one. Okay, something is wrong, so we are, we will not connect this thing and we will not be playing with this thing because it doesn't make sense. Maybe I will just have to try to flash it one more time and maybe check the drivers again. Huh. Yeah, so, so that's that. I will definitely have to take a look at it after the stream. So, the thing is that although from the hardware level this is not really very different this is basically the same uh, we have the the freedom to choose the different suppliers of the mcus and this is good for us like always next mm, there was a question in the chat uh, for a few minutes ago is it drop in place replacement for the stm32 no it's not uh, the hardware has to be slightly different you cannot just take the the chip and place it in uh, in the different one. I think the reset pins are in a different place, so so that's that. Also, different libraries are required to compile, and so on, and so on, and so on. So, so not 
no, this nobody is really selling. This is also very important. Nobody is selling those as a cheaper version of the STM32. This is not a knockoff STM32. This is not a clone of the STM32. This is AT32. Even the naming is different. <laughs> so that's not that. You cannot just uh, drop in place. Uh, die in the review. No, I don't think it died in the review. Or maybe it died. I have no idea. Um, I have a second one. We can open the second one and uh, see what's going on. Maybe the second one will work. Who knows? Uh, so... Okay. Something happened. Something happened. No, it's still not detecting the serial port. Anyhow, 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 like I said, we won't be really working too, too heavily with that because it doesn't make any sense. It's this live stream is not about like putting all the legs, possible legs from the from the hardware. It's rather to talk about nice stuff. So so that's that. And and also, like I always, this doesn't run beta flight uh, out of the box. Mm, this is a different MCU that is not officially supported by the beta flight itself. And that means, let me quickly find the... Okay, I do have a problem now because... I think my keyboard died. No, my keyboard is working now. Bloody hell. This is so irritating. Let me check something. I want to find a message okay here we go here we go here we go here we go so here we go so there is a fork of the beta flight which is like uh, online for a few months already and that is required to run the, uh, the, the those things and as you can see it's even called 80 beta flight <laughs> And they are still with the release uh, 4.3. Uh, almost everything is uh, in the Chinese. So kinda, if you do are not very good at Chinese, you are kinda screwed because you have basically nothing to uh, work out. Uh, and I still have no idea why this thing is not booting. At least I cannot uh, connect directly. Maybe I should. Maybe. Hmm. Wait a minute. Maybe. Maybe because I would like to see this thing working after all. Maybe if I will use a different configurator. Oh! It's interesting, guys. It's extremely interesting, guys. Because look what happened when I opened the INAV configurator. It got detected. So we have this thing live and running. So status. It's the IT32F4357 with 288 MHz uh, clock. What's the clock for the F4? I forgot. Uh, this is not important. We have the one SPI Y2C, one gyro, which is the BMI270. I, by the way, there is, a, there is a rumor that the guys uh, behind the AT Beta Flight and this fork have some, well, let's say improvements in terms of the BMI 270 system. And uh, how many serial? 
and we have one, two, three, four, five serial ports. So if you want five serial ports, then uh, you are almost golden. I still wonder why I cannot connect to this thing with the auto connect. I cannot connect with the Betaflight configurator. They had to, they had to change something. They had to change something because you see it's not even detecting the port while uh, it should be possible to detect the port. Hmm, Betaflight, what have you done? What have you done? What's your plan? Anyhow, we're gonna play with that uh, later because I intend to record a separate video only about the 8032. And now, the final part of this, uh, not a rant, bear in mind this is not a rant, is that if we go into the betaflight.com, uh, there is something, nothing posted yet, but there was something posted. Bloody hell. Donating to Shua Bardwell, uh, community. Ha! Nice. Okay. Looks like the beta flight has the new web page, by the way. Let me find uh, a message. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's no, it's 404. Okay, uh, so I, I will have to find a screenshot. I think I have a screenshot. So uh, some time ago in the in the betaflight.com there was even the public service announcement saying that uh, betaflight has nothing to do with those flight controllers and don't use them don't buy them uh, it was funny that it was called the public service announcement when i see nothing as the public service uh, over here but that's me i'm grumpy i'm grumpy power so it's faster than the 405 kudos for them uh, but still clock versus the performance those are two uh, kind of different different reason and the, the guys on the beta flight said that uh, they were not provided with the with the samples i find it very interesting i find it very interesting because i basically had no problem with obtaining the samples i will even say one step further the samples were basically offered to me I never really had to ask for them. It was like, Pavel, we have samples of this new thing. Would you like to get some? Yes, please. Fantastic, outstanding. Here they are. So when Betaflight says that uh, they got no samples because nobody sent them samples, I ask the question, but why? What's really going on? I don't know what's going on. Anyhow. Going back to the to the Arteritech 32 and those flight controllers that might start popping up. Let's let's all remember that you cannot really easily even buy them. Uh, if you would, they are from time to time in places. No, don't I? If you find for the Neutron RC, you even will not find uh, this hardware on the AliExpress. It's just not there. Uh, I8032 will give you absolutely nothing besides the LED receiving crap and some stuff that is not really what we what we all wanted. So you cannot really buy them yet uh, for uh, for three pipe. Like see nothing. But, uh, you see, uh, it's cheap. 
<laughs> at least the MCU itself is cheap, which is good. We like cheap. Ah, we like cheap. Yeah, we do like cheap because nobody... How eager are you to buy, for example, a flight controller that is 100 bucks? Probably not very many, not much. So that's that. It's not sure that uh, those Arteriotech 32 flight controller will be the next best thing. It's not yet uh, decided that uh, it will be publicly available on the market. It's not yet like uh, written in stone that we will be flying Arteriotech uh, flight controllers. It's absolutely too early to say so. However, it's a very nice thing that something is going on and I'm super, super, super happy and almost, almost hyped that this is really happening and we have the competition. That's awesome. And don't be scared of the new stuff. New, new is always better. So that's that. So what do you think about the artery tech? What do you think about this whole debacle and the fact that uh, STM32 is not only the only thing around? Because like, come on, it's not the first time that we kind of moved between different uh, microcontrollers. Who remembers MultiWii? MultiWii was at Mega. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hagi. Mm, Mr. Hagi asked, did they go here Betafly devs? Do you want some samples? I can, <laughs> but I can't. No, I can, but I don't want to answer this question. That's uh, that's the thing. Like I said, I, I, I will be very much more positive and optimistic person. So unfortunately, I cannot answer this question directly. Uh, but let's say that things are happening somewhere. Some things are happening somewhere, but this is not really relevant. Uh, Pepe FPV, um, I'm afraid I non riesco averde OSD Einafcon DJI Cadix Vista plus DJI Goggles 2. Uh, I have no idea what the first part of this question really was. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't I don't speak Spanish. It sounds like Spanish. Um, Legend Asphalter, I want to know uh, that how we join four or multiple ESCs with the Matek 8743 wing flight controller. Uh, you can't, at least not in the airplane mode. This, this flight controller in the airplane mode has only two motor outputs. If you want to use uh, four motor outputs, you have to switch it to the multi-rotor mode. That means you have to in the INAF load the any of the multi-rotor mixers. And this will basically give you a lot of motor outputs on one, two, three, four, five. You can even check. Something happened with my keyboard. The Windows button is not working, which is not good. I don't like when Windows button is not working on my keyboard. We can open the, <clears throat> the INAF and then The WSL subsystem has to spin up. No, no, no. F four hundred five is not obsolete. No, no, no. This is this is not like that. There's nothing obsolete about that. And uh, downloading server. 
Okay, the server started. So if we go to the Matek, uh, not timeline, if we go to the Matek for FH743 target, no, this is Mamba, not Matek, Pavel, concentrate. The, here's the mapping. So in the airplane mode, this flight controller has only two motor outputs and that's that. However, in the multi-rotor mode, it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten motors and two servos. And you have to switch between those two. Like, you just have to switch. RC Tom will stay with Mamba F4. Absolutely. If it's working, then sure. The thing is that our current flight controllers are more than enough in terms of the processing power. We don't need more. We, it's really hard to find an application that right now needs more of the processing power that we already have with 405s, F722s and, and, and things like that. It does not really apply to the F411s because F411s are smaller, weaker and just like cheaper versions of the same. And with 411s it's not really that obvious. But if you have the F405 flight controller or the... <clears throat> If you have the F405 flight controller of the F722 based flight controller, you do not really have to upgrade the hardware now or in the reasonable future. Those flight controllers and the S those flight controllers and the MCUs, the STM32, F405 and F722 have enough of the processing power for years. Yes, F722 has a flash limitation and in future releases of the flight controller firmwares, some features might have to be removed, but the processing power is the same. And between you and me, F405 is... And between, and between you and me, the F405 is even stronger than F722. Only F745 flight controller kind of... So the hierarchy is F411, F722, F4... So the hierarchy is F411, F722, F405, F745 and then only H7 as the strongest and the better. But the modern flight controller softwares do not need any extra computational power right now. It would be just a wasted resources. New hardware is nice, but you do not really have to upgrade. And I will have a video out of that, so that's nice. Um, Charles Jones says that he chose F405 over F722. Uh, F405 has more memory and more UARTs. Uh, not really. In terms of the UARTs, I think they are basically on the same level. Yes, F405 has more flash, not the memory, but has more flash memory, the one when you put the hardware. Uh, the, the thing with the F722s was that uh, F722s were the option when the SBUS was still the uh, to-go RC protocol. Because of the fact that the, the, the SBUS is the inverted protocol and you just cannot connect 
SBUS receiver direct to the F405, it was always a problem. You had to add the inverters and, and just worry about that. It was just not worth it. F722s, F7 in general, have the built-in inverters, so you just can plug in the f port or the s bus wherever you want but who now uses s bus anymore it's not really a way to go serial port uh, for anything basically it's crossfire crossfire won and uh, crsf protocol basically won the fight with everyone around and this is not inverted so then it's just like it's the same uh, still like you know I fly F7s, nothing I fly is uh, F4 anymore, because I upgraded at one point, and now, no, no, now actually I think half of my fleet is even on H7s, not really on the F7s. And even the clocking and overclocking of those MCUs, nah, you do not really need that, because like I said, uh, they have enough of the processing power to pull everything that we want. Yes, there might be some special applications, but nah, not for us, no. no. If, if your drone flies fine with the F411, then like, come on, who really cares? Um, Legend Asphalter, what are the options for the H7 flight controller for the heavyweight drones? Um, Matek H743, just like that. Uh, that's probably the, the best out there. Like the single lifter over there, you see? There, there the single lifter, lifter Octa with eight motors, uh, it's the H743, works wonderfully. The slightly better one of the drones over there is also H7 and some H7s in the different different places over there. Uh, Kirkirov, is it possible to get motor angle from the ESC? What do you mean by the motor angle? What do you mean by the angle? Face angle? Mechanical angle? Angle of rotation? Angle of inclination? You have to be man slightly more specific on what you want. Uh, because well it's not really that obvious because let's let's see what kind of the angle you really want to get <laughs> uh, there's also a difference between the things about the esc nose and the things that esc reports to the flight controller yes give paul thumbs up so everybody kicks clicks clicks not kicks <laughs> clicks on the thumbs up button now because it's cheap and it's affordable and you all love me so let's do, just do it like that mm. Elbart Knox uh, I modified an iNav target to make it work with my FC I eliminated the code of the OSD chipset it's not on my card how to make it official I don't want to compile the iNav version all the time uh, so you do not modify the OSD you just disable the 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 flag that enables the osd but you do not want to disable the osd because it just kills the osd how to how to make it official this is actually very simple for years and by for years i do mean for years in the docs folder in the policies uh, folder there is a new hardware policy and it describes everything about how to make a target official it's here read it in case of any more questions, contact me. You will find my email on GitHub. You will find my email uh, on the YouTube. Just 
drop me an email if you have any more questions about to how about how to handle that everything is in the open we do not hide absolutely anything angle of rotation i mean uh no and the thing esc doesn't know the angle of the rotation of the motor because I mean, to some extent it has, but uh, there is one thing. Let's 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 do it like that. Let's do it like that. Uh, something is something is broken with my keyboard. Let's do it like that, and let's have a nice. Mm. This is not how it's supposed to be working. Quick sheets and uh, present with the screen share. So let's do it like that. So assuming that this is our motor, here are the coils because our motors are the three phase coils and here is the rotor. The what's ESC doing? ESC is just switching the coils in the circular pattern to energize, like to make the magnetic field rotate so that the stator it doesn't it doesn't even matter if this is in runner or the outrunner, so that the magnets on the rotor are pulled together with the uh, with the magnetic field. However. Mm, however, the angle of the rotation as we have over here, it's not the angle that ESC is working on because the ESC, if you like count, has much more coils. It has much more poles. It's not that it has, it is, uh, I think this is uh, 12P14N or some, something like that. It has 12 poles. No. 12 and 14p and then 14 uh, 14 p so the one thing is that this is the mechanical uh, gear ratio for the motor the magnetic to have one revolution of the rotor uh, in the motor you need more revolutions of the magnetic fields because if you if you have three-phase motor with only three poles two poles actually like we have in this uh, in this upper example if you switch if you turn on one face once then you have the full rotation of the motor but here when you have 12 phases you have to fire all 12 phases well actually no you have to fire the each phase for Three, you have to fire each phase three times to have uh, full rotation. So if you have only three coils, then three... Okay, one more time because I don't think I'm... Like, are you following me over here? If you have three, fa three phases, you know... I'm getting ahead of myself. I have not prepared for that part. Anyhow, let's go back to the important thing. There is an electrical gear in the motor. And uh, this is exactly the same with the RPMs. If 
ESC doesn't know what's the physical RPM of the motor. ESC only knows what's the electrical RPM of the motor. It knows how often it uh, fires phases and uh, it more or less knows when one electrical RPM is done. But if you have the motor with 12 poles, like all the motors we are using uh, over here, we have we have 12 coils over here. Uh, that means that the reduction rate is actually 4 to 1. Uh, four electrical rotations is one physical rotation of the motor. So ESC doesn't know about uh, this angle. Also how the comparators work on the ESCs, at least the simple ESCs we are using in our hobby, we are only looking for the zero crossing. We are not really analyzing exactly where the magnet is located. Those are not sensored motors. If you would have a sensored motor with the Hall effect sensor attached somewhere, then yes, you can get the angle of the motor. But because those are sensorless motors, then no, we do not uh, have the access to this data. We can kind of like, you know, guesstimate, but this is not reliable. To be able to get the angle, current angle, you need a sensored motor and to attach to the, to the sensor uh, in some way. Yeah, 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 I am FPV. You learned something today, but this was absolutely not organized and it turned out to be kind of crappy. <laughs> uh, we don't need dual H7 FCs. Come on, mates. No, we don't need them. No, there is no need for that. At least not now. There is nothing in the RC hobby that needs a dual H7s. It's just like, but why? Uh, is this vector PWM control? Mm, no. We are not controlling the vector. In our motors, we are not really controlling the vectors of the uh, of the magnetic force. This is this is not how, how this is designed. Uh, the ESCs used, for example, for the gimbals, there we are controlling the vector of the magnetic flux, of the magnetic force of the magnetic field. Then the ESC is keeping the constant uh, constant position of the vector of the magnetic field. But uh, with the motor, we are just trying to detect the zero crossing. I have a video about, by the way, how the ESC works. We are just detecting when the the magnet crosses the, the coil and just fires the the coil uh, right after uh, this fact. This is this is this is not exact. This is not this is not the same. This is not the same. Uh, bring back Omnibus F4. Nah, Omnibus F4 sucked. No, really, I, I don't understand why people like love Omnibus F4. The, the, the ergonomics of this board were just crappy. <laughs> uh, Pets FPV, what's the selling price of the new FC with this new 3282? Uh, controller, I have no idea because we, we already discussed that you cannot even buy them yet. This is like the production pre-production sample. This is this is like the super early stuff. You cannot really get this thing. Uh, A-frame FPV will watch. Yes, you should. Let me maybe find. Let me find this in my in my archive archive uh, because it might take us a while. Boy, I have so many videos. Motor timing, ESC telemetry. Have I deleted this? No, I could not. 
deleted this. Uh, what is the Mac compensation? Rush. Hmm. I think I deleted this video. How ESC? Ah, no, I have not deleted the video. It's here. Let me open this thing. It's the old video, but it's the video, nevertheless. Hi, I'm Pavel Spechalski and first... It's so old. It's a, such an old video still in this, this apartment. In 13 minutes, uh, a lot of drawing of the stuff and, you know, detecting detection of the phases. Uh, but more or less will answer the question how really the ESC works internally. Uh, because it's very simple, to be honest. We, we are not really controlling everything about the motors. Uh, we are just firing the phases in the correct, uh, correct order with the correct force. So that's just rotating uh, constantly. And, 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 and that's that. Because those are the brushless, sensorless motors. The ESC has a built-in sensor, not of the position of the rotor, but only of the moment when the magnet is going over the, the coil. So that's, that's the difference. Uh, Achilles uh, Longobardi. Uh, I'm new to FC Software Development. Was wondering if you can point me to the right direction to start re to start with. I write uh, C sharp code. So, I, but exactly what are you asking for? Uh, what I when I started, I just used the uh, search <laughs> a lot, <laughs> trying to understand what's what. Uh, you know, this is really like the white topic of of the of the flight controllers uh, software. And um, there is not like one graph that explains everything. Uh, and my, my, my advice is just start, find something you want to do, something that is simple enough and start understanding the code, start uh, tinkering with it and start doing something to, to make that work. That's the only basically advice I, uh, I can give you. There is not like a manual on where to start. Just find the feature you would like to implement and implement it or fix a bug or whatever. Uh, airframe FPV, uh, sensorless vector drives that were no, this is not that advanced. No, this is just we detect zero crossing fire next uh, next coil and that this this just has to work. So no. Uh, Egan FPV remembers sensored brushless motors back in the 1988 for the RC cars. By the way, the sensored, sensor, yes, sensor brushless motors are still a thing for a car. This is something very important. What a sensor gives you. A sensor is just a small hole effect sensor located somewhere on the shaft. Uh, we have, so we have a uh, magnet and we have the attached sensor. So. In every moment, the sensor is able to get the current position of the of the rotor over the stator. And this is extremely important because we have to know the exact position of the magnets on top of the coils to be able to fire them in the correct moment and start delivering torque so that we can rotate. If you have the ESC set up like that, uh, with just three wires connected to the phases and nothing else, how it works. When the motor is rotating, it's already rotating, uh, whenever the magnet is crossing over the coil, 
is just generating the back EMF uh, impulse. There is a comparator over here in the ESC that detects when one of the coils is starting to generate the bad EMF, it's just generating voltage, and use this, this information to get the information, aha, the magnet is crossing the coil right now. So we have the velocity, we more or less know how the uh, rotation of the magnets of the rotor on top of the coils looks like, and we can predict that next event of firing the coils will happen in like 4.7 nanoseconds or microseconds not microseconds and just does it but there is one condition for this magic to happen mm. motor has to be rotating it has to be rotating fast enough so that the voltage generated with the back emf by the by the coils not currently energized coils magnets over the electric coils over here is high enough so that the comparator on the ESC can detect it. This is why such a motor, if you hold it with your hands and try to start it, it will not start it. It doesn't have torque to start rotating fast enough. When it's rotating fast enough, ESC knows exactly what's going on. But when you stall it, it loses all the torque. Why? Because it's not rotating fast enough so the ESC can detect the zero crossing and the uh, moment when it should fire the coils next. So you might ask, so how it's starting? <laughs> Good one. There are two modes of the ESC. The running mode, this is, this is the moment when the ESC starts to detect the zero crossing and we have in the normal operation mode, then we are just able to deliver torque and deliver power from the motor and the starting mode. In the beginning, what ESC does, it's even not trying to detect the zero crossing to, to get the information if the magnet crosses the coil or not. It just starts to fire all the coils uh, in the sequence, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, hoping that this will generate enough of the torque on the motor so it will just pull the magnets with it so that the motor will rotate fast enough so it can start detecting the actual position of the magnets over the, uh, over the coils. This is why those motors sensorless brushless motors have almost no torque when rotating very low. This is why when flying and you stall the motor is going into this strange mode that it's nothing is basically happening with it. And, uh, and that means that if you have a car, RC car, you probably do want to fly, uh, not fly, drive slowly. That means the sensorless brushless motors are useless on cars because those motors are not capable of delivering any torque on the low rpm they have to rotate fast to be able to to work and well with the car it's not that uh, not that simple to start and maybe you really would like to drive slowly so there we are using the censored uh, brushless motors because with the Hall effect sensor somewhere on the shaft, ESC always exactly knows what's the position of the, of the magnets over the coils and can deliver torque from zero RPM, which is impossible with the sensorless uh, motors. So that's that.
Virus FPV F745. Um, I would probably, speaking about the flight controllers for the wings, uh, Matek F405 WMN, women. F405 women. That that's probably the the most interesting position on the menu right now. Mm, Legend Asphalter, what would be the leading edge flight controller if Matek H745 were not in the market? Then I would have to say it's most probably the Kakute H7. <laughs> No, 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 no. H7 are are like the 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 biggest over there, so so definitely H7. But but you know what? You even usually do not need the cutting edge. Uh, good enough is usually good enough for everything that uh, you are really running and everything that you. Excuse me for a minute, and I'm back. Oh, it's getting hot over here. Yeah, an FPV, this depends how you're going to do the wiring. But, you know. Anyhow, um, what else are we going to talk about? Um, there was supposed to be a section about the DJI O3, but I have not got my O3 and uh, goggles too, because of the customs, bloody customs. So that will probably, we will have to move it uh, to the next, uh, next stream. However, INF6 uh, will work with the O3. That's that's not really a problem anymore because there will be a better flight compatibility mode. It sucks to pretend like, yeah, but there will be something called the beta flight uh, compatibility mode over here that to some extent will just resolve the issue, which is good, by the way. And because this is good, uh, we like it. So, so that's that. And uh, now... Now let's talk about INAV6. It's time to start talking about the INAV6. The next release of the INAV flight controller, the next release of the INAV flight controller called the Horizon Hawk. Hmm. The next release of the INAV flight controller called the Horizon Hawk will start its release process on the 29th of the January 2023. On that day, the feature freeze will be in place. That means we will not accept any new features to the code base of the INAV 6. A few days a few days later, so in the beginning of the February 2023, we will release the first release candidate of the INAV6 Horizon Hawk. So you, our users, the pilots, will be able to test it, test the new features and help us to remove all the potential bugs. Because yes, during the release candidate phase, there might be bugs. We guarantee that the feature, we guarantee that, we guarantee that the features work, but we do not guarantee that they are bug free. And then somewhere around end of the March 2023, we plan, 
And then somewhere around March 2023, we plan to release the final... <clears throat> Sorry, guys, this is the last take. And then somewhere during end of March 2023, we plan to release the final version, the stable version of the INAV 6. We are that close. And, and oh boy, the INAV 6 will be legendary. Because guys, it will be legendary. <laughs> okay, maybe not legendary, but uh, I'm kind of very interested in uh, how you, the pilots, will like all the new shiny things that we did for the INAV 6. Especially the Horizon Drift, or rather the lack of the Horizon Drift. <laughs> it will not be drifting anymore. Uh, because of the amazing, amazing work over there, the horizon should not be drifting anymore. It should be always like following uh, the the actual horizon. So that means that all the modes that depend on the artificial horizon, like return to home, loiter, or just waypoints, will be working just like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. The turnout that the INAV6 will be kind of biggish release because if we go to the INAV6 milestone and filter by the done we have 185 closed merge requests for that we will not go in detail right now on everything that changed and everything that's uh, over there because that doesn't absolutely make any sense but let me note something uh, 105 doesn't make sense but uh, the biggest changes uh, like i already mentioned for can you hear the doggo barking yeah it's the doggo barking bożo mój bożo ty patrzysz i nie grzmisz legend asphalter i think i no oh, never mind I'm, I'm bad. So, the artificial horizon. This is probably the the most uh, the most visible change that will affect uh, all the pilots, and it's an amazing change. But of course, not the only one. There will be more. We will not go through the whole list. I will try to record a separate video with the ten most important features of the beta flight. Uh, ten most important features of the INAV six. But this will happen <laughs> only in uh, in some time. So this is not really in really the case. Uh, however, on top of that, we gonna have the track back return to home. That means that you will be your craft will be able to use the same route it took. To get somewhere to go back. This is maybe not that important for the multi-rotors or even the aeroplanes, but the tracked rovers, rovers or boats will love this feature because you know you, you are driving around the lake, the rover detects, oh, 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 fail safe, fail safe, go home, like then goes into the lake. Probably not the best uh, way to do it. But with the track back. Return to home, it will just take exactly the same route it got somewhere and uh, go home, which is cool. There will be a lot of new targets, um, like five or six uh, new targets as well. A lot of changes for the OSD and especially the 
digital uh, OSD because not only there will be a lot of improvements for the walk snail avatar uh, Darren really like walked a mile uh, with it there will be a lot of improvement for the MSP display port there will be also something called the beta flight uh, compatibility mode when the iNav will pretend it's beta flight so that the DJI O3A unit uh, work no problem and with the iNav 6 you will be able to get the OSD from the AIR unit O3, which is cool, which kind of was missing. Why is that? Because the, <laughs> the DJI kind of messed up the implementation of the of the MSP DisplayPort protocol. And well, we have the situation. That's not all. There will be also some interesting changes for the all the users of the multi rotors with the drones. There will be a new 3D matrix filter, uh, something I actually like very much and something I did uh, when it was still uh, warm. Uh, especially if something very interesting for the 7-inch uh, pilots with the noisier setup. It should nicely uh, get rid of the special vibrations that are not really caught by the first, uh, first level of the matrix filter. Uh, if the first uh, noise peak is just big enough, you can apply the second one to work with that as well. And this is super uh, super simple to install. To you just select it from 2D to 3D. I'm even considering if not to ship it enabled uh, by default. By the way, on that one, uh, that that seven incher. On this 7-incher, after enabling the 3D Matrix filter, uh, motors got cooler, motors got quieter. Uh, I was able to push the D-gains up like 20% and it's finally flying amazing. Uh, because before that, there was always some kind of the of the problems, and uh, honestly, the, the biggest change was the temperature on the on the ESCs. It went down like from usually 45, 50 Celsius degrees when flying to below 40. So it's a huge, huge step forward, and uh, all the multi-rotor pilots should actually be kind of hype about that uh, if they are using uh, INAV because it's. It's a good one. It's a good one. What else? Mm, a lot. And like I said, we will not be going into the all the possible changes. There will be a separate video about uh, this topic, but we also removed quite a lot of the stuff. PPM uh, is one more time dead gone. Uh, we dropped uh, Emu 2. There was something in the INAV that I was trying to push for a few years. The secondary Emu that you just put uh, extra on instead of the uh, onboard uh, gyro, but that kind of like never really worked like uh, like we wanted. So ah, like, like, we killed that. You will no longer be able to use the some of the legacy gyros. You will not be able to use some of the legacy magnetometers. You will not be able to use for example nasa gps this thing is gone nobody is using that so the nasa gps is gone right now INAF will work only with the nmea and the ublox protocols all those uh, old and really like nobody was really using that anymore they are gone we are not playing with them absolutely anymore it doesn't make absolutely no sense to even pretend we have them and um, and yeah, what else? Oh, 
Bardwell's flight controller also will work. Amazing, fantastic. Everybody loves that. Changes here, changer there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you see, update matrix filter to the 3D matrix filter. We love it. There will also be an option to wrap on the RPM on the motor via the MSP, which is also nice because we like to get this kind of the information because everybody loves this kind of the, of the information and so on and so on and so on and so on. Like I mentioned, the feature freeze starts uh, in two weeks and there is also a big, no, uh, pets FPV, no changes in the mission planner, uh, this release. Just no. Uh, the <clears throat> excuse me. The feature freeze starts on the 29th, and uh, probably a few days later we will release the release candidate one, uh, or any other name of the of this test release uh, with everything, uh, and you will be able to just start testing using. Like I said, it's working. Everything should be working. We do not expect anything major uh, going on over there. But of course, something might be broken here and there, and uh, this is why we will take uh, two months to fix all the potential bugs. Because also, like I mentioned already, the planned uh, go live is end of the March 2023. It doesn't make sense to do it faster because of the weather on the northern hemisphere. People are just usually not really flying, and it's hard to to test everything. Like sometimes, sometimes we would like uh, this thing to test. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I'm having problems talking. I'm still not fully recovered uh, from my sickness uh, after the Christmas. So it's kind of like still complicated. <clears throat> Willie FPV, what about HD0? Will I join to the HD0 with VRX or even new goggles? I'm not joining anything. <laughs> I'm not changing the system. <laughs> And nobody offered to send me anything. So no, <laughs> not really. Mm. Uh, Blue Fish has a question. Can I confirm if there is a dialogue between DJI and INAV devs with a view to develop a solution? So, it's a good question. Indeed, I was contacted with someone from the DJI with the question and the DJI exactly I'm, I'm 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 quoting in this moment almost like quoting uh, hey the OSD on the O3 is not working with INAV do you know why um, my answer was yes we use the MSP display port and from what I hear the O3 is not uh, working is expecting the heartbeat and uh, INAV is not sending the heartbeat and also it's sending delta no, but we get no data from the INAV. Do you know why? Over here I replied, well, I don't know why, because I do not have the hardware to debug. I cannot help you without having anything. Okay, we will send you something. And they sent me something. And this was anything. <laughs> luckily, luckily, uh, there was a group of very good souls that decided to fix it. <laughs> And like I already mentioned, uh, there will be a beta flight compatibility mode built into the INAV6 that is working with the AIR Unit 03. You just select it and you have it running. 
Not everything works because like the special characters are not implemented on the DGI side, but a lot of stuff will work and you will have the uh, the the OSD working. Uh, Pets FPV, what about the default P-Tune for 5-inch quads on the 6.0? Even better than on the 5.0? Basically the same. Uh, nothing, no major changes, uh, should fly absolutely no problem uh, in any way. So, so nothing really to report on, on that. Because like I said, we are not changing much. Talking about the new releases, the... Mm, let me note something. Talking about the new releases, uh, Betaflight 4.4 is almost out as well. And in the next few months, we might expect that the Betaflight 4.4 will be released and will be live and kicking. We will not go into the details of what's implemented and what changed because uh, this is too long probably of the topic for me to try to running during this live stream. Uh, however, this time there are no like... Uh, Nobody knows how fantastic uh, changes uh, from the my basic look at the list of the changed uh, things on the Betaflight 4.4. It's mostly about improving of the existing stuff and only adding improvements to existing functionality. So nothing really like super new, super fancy was added. It's just the next iteration of the same amazing hard firmware that the Betaflight uh, already is. They are already on the 4.4 release candidate 4 and let's hope that next month or maybe not more than two, the final beta flight 4.4 will be out. I will try to make the video with the best features of the beta flight 4.4 video soon and by soon I do mean soon. Uh, and uh, nothing really to talk about. But if we, if you really would like to know what's going on with the Betaflight 4.4, uh, even now, I think the best way to handle that is to go to the channel of the... Where do I have the man? UAV Tech. Uh, a few weeks ago, the Mark recorded a video. 10 new features. Four you see? You met Mark? <laughs> this is Mark. So uh, he has a 27 minutes video of the of the new features. Uh, 10 most important, of course, uh, for from, from his perspective. And if you would like to know more about this, this is basically the video for you. I will make my own version in the next uh, next next week, like I like already mentioned. Uh, by the way, if you want to like have a deep dives into the beta flight topics, most probably the uh, Mark's channel is is the best uh, way to go, including the new return to home, including the new landing on the on the beta flight uh, after return to home. Good stuff. Not maybe as good as the stuff on the INAV still, but definitely absolutely good stuff. So that's that. Even if we go to the beta flight uh, release pages and go through the list of the features and the improvements. Uh, like I mentioned, nothing ground-changing, besides, for example, ready mode. 
but one more time, this is most probably not really ground changing uh, change. And a lot of improvements um, still. If you have something good, then maybe, you know, exploding with the super bunch of the super fancy new feature doesn't really make sense. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. We're going to have the interesting uh, first quarter of 2023 in terms of the new software for our drones and airplanes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how is the new Pirx 7 frame flying? Amazing. <laughs> no, it's like I I recently I fly only my own frames. I currently I have right now only one frame that I have not designed by myself. It's the Roma F4 and long range. Everything else I fly is my own design, including the Pirx 7, of course. Even I'm even converting my bigger older Pirx 7 into the smaller Pirx 7 7 incher and I'm already running the uh, build uh, build streams on that all that things because it's just like it's meeting all my expectations because I designed those frames for myself so so you know this is this is this is how it goes this is how it goes this is how it runs uh, originally I wanted to say something about the free sky and the express LRS but I decided I will not you know what I want to be more optimistic, more positive guy, no more runs for me. And um, I'm also too sorry to bring this up, but I have problem talking. Like I said, my health problems from the beginning of the year are not yet fully over. And uh, I think we will be slowly ending this, uh, this live stream at this moment. Because like I said, it hurts my throat already. And, you know, we are just a bunch of guys doing stuff. And I'm doing all the talking. <laughs> it's not easy on my throat. So, so thank you very much for joining me on this, uh, this Saturday afternoon. Evening, morning. Depends. However. Uh, so that's that. The I will try to run the build stream probably next week uh, in the evening. No idea what I will be building yet. Mm, I still have one airplane to finish. So maybe we're going to concentrate on the airplane instead of something else. Who knows, who knows, who knows. And uh, and that. To remember the dates. Uh, end of January for the INAF6 release candidate one. And uh, you will be able to start testing this crop. And... Well, I don't have any important dates to report to Al. So, thank you very much for joining me one more time. And uh, I will announce when the next live stream will be will be up. I'm no longer doing them every week. So, so you know. It's, honestly, there is not really that much interesting happening in the FPV hobby recently. It's like meh and the remote ID and meh and i'm not really that much into the topic of the remote id to be honest so um thank you guys thank you for joining and uh, happy flying <laughs>